الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واذ قال لقمان لابنه وهو يعظه يا بني لا تشرك بالله ان الشرك لظلم عظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders this mubarak month of ramadan is very fast ticking away we barely have some hours left in a day or two you would have already seen the completion of this mubarak month allah taala give us life and enable us to see many more ramadans but ramadan has come it will come again what have we achieved out of this month of ramadan is what we have to reflect on so this month of ramadan came to give us some inner qualities it came to rectify our inner selves and through that inner rectification to rectify ourselves externally as well so many of the things that we should have acquired all this is encapsulated in this these ayat of the quran sharif where allah taala mentions the advice that luqman bin salatu salam gave to his son so these advices are very pertinent to us whether it is the month of ramadan whether it is out of ramadan these are things that we need to reflect upon and try and think about how far have we come what have we achieved and if we find that we are still lacking then there's still some time allah taala has given us a chance this opportunity to try and do the best we can in this time that is left over so in this ayat of the quran sharif allah taala says wa iz qala luqman libnihi wa huwa ya'iduhu ya bunayya la tushrik billah luqman sallallahu alaihi was a very pious servant of allah taala was blessed with tremendous hikmat and wisdom and the quran sharif is testifying to his wisdom allah taala is saying that we had remember the time when luqman sallallahu alaihi was advising his son advising his son regarding deen obviously this is what's narrated in the quran sharif thereafter so this deeni advice is something extremely important this deeni advice provided we are listening and taking this deeni advice on a regular basis with the intention of rectifying ourselves with the intention of making amal and practicing upon the advice that is being given this is like rain water for the ground this heart is like the ground and if it keeps getting this rain of the advice of deen then inshallah provided is being taken with the right intention it is being listened to with the right intention then this land of the heart will come alive and then all the vegetation and the trees and the 
Thereafter, the fruit that will come from it of ibadat, of righteous actions, of good akhlaq, of all the things that are required of us in deen, this will come alive. But the water that is required constantly, among other things, is the water of this deeny advice. This is something which we require. It's not something that should be just a coincidental thing. That, For example, on the day of Jumu'ah, it's coincidental now. Yes, even on that occasion, we should be listening with the same niyat and with the same objective. But over and above that, there should be an effort to take deeny advice regularly. So that this land of the heart is constantly watered. And this good is constantly being enabled to grow. Otherwise, if this water stops, if the rain stops, after a while the land starts drying up. And after the land dries up, all the trees and vegetation etc. die off. But then some other things come in place. Then some thorny bushes come out. Then weeds grow out of it. Now all these weeds of evil actions, the thorny bushes of bad akhlaq, all the kinds of vice and sin which a person should have been far away from because his land has dried up and now the good cannot come out of his land because it's dry, all these thorny weeds and all these bushes start coming out. So this is something extremely important for us to take this advice on a regular basis but with the intention of amal, of practicing upon it, the intention of rectifying ourselves, not just for the sake of some pastime, for the sake of some entertainment, Otherwise, that we can carry on our whole life listening to something, but that won't benefit us. So, in any case, Luqman said to his son, وَإِسْقَالَ لُقْبَانُ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ This is the first advice he gave him, that, oh my beloved son, don't ever ascribe partners to Allah Ta'ala. The shirk is something not tolerable at all in the court of Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَن يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَٰلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah Ta'ala says and declares that He will never forgive the shirk. That if a person has left this dunya on shirk, then the door is sealed to him. Then he is in forever doom. So this iman and this tawheed and this oneness of Allah Ta'ala needs to be firmly embedded in the heart. That Allah alone is our creator. Allah alone is the one we worship. Allah alone is the one who grants us everything. Allah Ta'ala alone is the one who grants us our sustenance. Allah Ta'ala grants children. Allah Ta'ala grants cure from illnesses. Like Ibrahim Salaam declared to his people who were involved in shirk, that I got nothing to do with you. I am totally free from all the shirk that you are committing. I worship the one Allah. Alladhi khalaqani fahuwa yahdeen. Who created me and Allah alone guides me. Walladhi huwa yut'imuni wa yasqeen. Allah Ta'ala feeds me and gives me to drink. وَإِذَا مَرِدْتُ فَهُوَ يَشْفِينَ When I get ill, Allah alone gives cure. And various other ayat of the Quran Sharif that explain the tawheed and oneness of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the most fundamental thing that our belief in the oneness of Allah Ta'ala and the tawheed and all the other beliefs that are related to our aqaid. This is something that's clear and correct. We are not harboring any level of shirk in our hearts. So this was the first lesson he gave him, that لا تشرك بالله إن الشرك لظلم عظيم that the shirk is indeed a very very serious oppression, the worst oppression. The greatest oppression that a person can commit upon himself is that a person gets involved in any level of shirk. To believe that anyone besides Allah Ta'ala 
can give me cure. Anyone besides Allah Ta'ala can grant children. Anyone besides Allah Ta'ala can fulfill my needs. All these things are away from the belief of Tawheed and the oneness of Allah Ta'ala. Yes, we will ask the pious people to also make dua for us. They will also make dua to Allah Ta'ala alone. To grant us what our needs are, to remove our difficulties. But they too are dependent on Allah Ta'ala alone. And they too will ask from Allah Ta'ala alone. So in any case, this is the most fundamental aspect of a mu'min's life. And this is something that we have to keep refreshing. This belief in the oneness of Allah Ta'ala and to have this greatness of Allah Ta'ala in our heart. Then Allah Ta'ala in this ruku that deals with or mentions the advice of Luqman Salaam, having brought this to our attention of this first advice, immediately thereafter, now this is pertaining to the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, the most fundamental belief of a Muslim, that he must not have any iota of shirk in his life. But immediately thereafter, in the midst of these advices, in the midst of mentioning these advices of Luqman Salaam, Allah Ta'ala mentions the right of the parents. وَسَّيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْ حَمَلَتْ أُمُّهُ وَهْنًا عَلَىٰ وَهْنًا وَفِصَالُهُ فِي عَامِينَ This deals with the rights of the parents, the rights of the mother. That what is the respect, the honor that a person has to give to his parents. That he cannot compromise on this at all. The rights of Allah Ta'ala are the greatest. But immediately after after the rights of Allah Ta'ala in terms of our rights are then on the rights for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. After Allah Ta'ala ba'adas khuda buzruk tu'i qissa mukhtasar. After Allah Ta'ala you are the greatest. This is the summary of it all. So after the rights of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then comes the rights of our parents. And we have to now be very conscious about this. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in several places in the Quran Sharif. And many of these places, immediately after the worship of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mentions the rights of people, the rights of the parents. So this is another subject on its own, but this month of Ramadan has come to give us complete deen. Taqwa is not confined to just getting our salah in order, that is obviously the most important pillar of Islam, but complete deen, the rights of Allah Ta'ala and the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala. And among the servants of Allah Ta'ala, the rights of the parents are on the priority. So in any case, these rights have been mentioned thereafter. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Luqman Salatu Wasalam said to his son, Ya bunayya innaha intakum isqala habbatim min khardal, fatakun fi sakhratin aw fi samawat aw fi al-ardi ya'ti bihallah. Inna allaha latifun khabir. Oh my beloved son, if there is a tiny, minute particle, an atom, and if this tiny, minute particle, something the eye cannot just see also, فَتَكُنْ فِي سَخْرَةٍ And now if this tiny particle, which if it was just outside also, you can't see it easily with the eye, or you cannot see it with the naked eye, imagine if this tiny particle is deep down inside a rock, then which human can see it? فَتَكُنْ فِي سَخْرَةٍ أَوْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ Or if it is in the heights of the sky, أَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Or deep down in the bowels of the earth, we cannot see it, we don't know it exists, but يَأْتِ بِهَ اللَّهِ 
Allah Ta'ala will bring it forth on the day of Qiyamah. Meaning Allah Ta'ala is away completely about where this particle is, what is the situation of it, everything about it. Now is this some lesson in, lesson in science? Is this some kind of lesson regarding geology or what is this? No, this is a lesson in the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. A lesson in the deep belief that Allah Ta'ala has power over everything. Allah Ta'ala knows everything. If Allah Ta'ala knows about this little tiny particle atom in the depths of a rock, in the heights of the skies, in the depth of the earth, and Allah Ta'ala can bring it forth as well. What about my actions, which I hide and do from people, which I close some door and think that nobody is around, I can carry on doing what I want, which I draw some curtains and think, well, now, now I'm in privacy. What about those thoughts of my heart, which I think, well, this is something, who can know what's going on? Yes, insan can never know what's going on in our hearts, but Allah Ta'ala knows. And this is that lesson that is being given, that do not ever think for one moment that I am able to do anything and nobody knows I can get away with it and who will be the wiser? Always to be conscious that Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. And this is what this month of Ramadan came to develop in us. This consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that we are forever conscious my Allah is aware. My Allah knows. Hazrat Umar was once patrolling Medina Munawwara late at night and as he's passing by one house he can overhear the conversation inside. Because the wall of the house and the road is now the same, on the same place. So, he can overhear this conversation between a mother and daughter. And the mother was apparently also just, perhaps, testing this daughter of hers, that what level of iman has come in her heart. So she's saying to this daughter, that tomorrow we will have to sell this milk. They probably had some milking cow or milking goat or whatever. So we will be selling this milk tomorrow. So add some water to the milk to increase the quantity. So if you got, for example, five liters of milk, add one more liter. So like you're selling five liters for our understanding and as an example, ten rands a liter. Now the quantity has grown to six liters. So now instead of fifty rands, you'll get sixty rands. So now this mother is saying to this daughter, add some water to this milk. So the daughter replies and says that Amirul Mu'mineen has forbidden this practice. Because this is deception. You're going to sell it off as milk, as pure milk, but this is adulterated. It is mixed, it is diluted. So now this is not pure milk, this is a deception. So the mother replies and says, but where is Amirul Mu'mineen here to see now? She is testing this daughter of hers. Little do they know that Amirul Mu'mineen, these words are getting into his ears. He is passing by and he, this conversation he is hearing it in the stillness of the night. Mud walls and his voice travels. So he is overhearing this conversation. So the mother is saying that where is Amirul Mu'minin here to see what is going on. So this young girl whose heart was filled with this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. She replies and says that if Amirul Mu'minin is not here now, the rub of Amirul Mu'minin is watching that Amirul Mu'mineen cannot see what's going on behind this wall, but Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. Now this is that lesson that is being given in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. That let us never forget that whatever we do, whatever we speak, whatever we think, everything, what we're looking at, 
what we're listening to, Allah Ta'ala is aware of it all. And yakti bihallah. If a person hasn't made sincere tawbah, Allah forbid, all this is brought forth on the day of Qiyamah. And now that disgrace that can come at that time in front of the entire creation, that a person now is being taken to task, the lesson in all this is to make sincere tawbah. The doors of tawbah Allah Ta'ala has kept open as long as ma'alam yugharrir. As long as the person is now not in the pangs of death, till that time he's got this chance of tawbah. But when that moment comes, there's no guarantee. It can come at any moment. We have no basis to delay tawbah for the next minute, for the next moment. At this point in time in our hearts, we should be making tawbah. That, Ya Allah, whatever is the past, I have sincerely repented, I regret it. Tawbah is that pain in the heart that comes over having disobeyed Allah Ta'ala. That is the essence of Tawbah. To truly regret what has happened. Why did I do this? My Allah who blessed me with everything. My Allah who granted me everything that I have. All the countless ni'mas and bounties of Allah Ta'ala I use. And yet I disobeyed Him. That pain that should come in the heart. That is the essence and the soul and rule of, of Tawbah. So in any case, this Tawbah that Ya Allah whatever has happened in the past. I have repented from that. And I regret whatever I have done. And this firm pledge that inshallah in the future I will never go back to these sins. So this is that lesson Luqman sallallahu was giving his son. That whether this little particle, wherever it might be, Allah Ta'ala has full knowledge of it and full qudrat and power over it. And he will bring it forth as well. Thereafter Luqman sallallahu says to his son, that Ya Bunayya aqimi salah, wa'mur bil ma'roof, wanha'anil munkar, wasbir ala ma'asabak. Oh my beloved son, Aqim is Salah. Establish Salah in your life. Throughout the Quran Sharif, repeatedly the command is of establishing Salah. Not of just performing Salah. Establishing Salah, that a person is performing his five times Salah with Jama'at. The month of Ramadan now will just leave us in a few days, barely two and a half days, or even could be less Allah knows. Once the month of Ramadan has gone, will the masjid still be looking first after that again? That this person was, mashallah, frequenting me five times a day, where is he gone to? And Allah forbid, if we were not fulfilling all our salah in Ramadan as well with jama'ah, then we still have this one, two days to start developing that from now. That this is something which is wajib upon males, adult males, that they perform their salah with jama'ah in the masjid. Unless there is some valid shari'i reason to omit that. Otherwise this is wajib. And together with performing that salah with jama'ah in the masjid, that salah is performed with all its etiquettes, all its adab, performed in a correct manner, performed with khushu and khudu, that complete devotion, concentration. So this is what iqamat salah is, establishing salah. Luqman sallallahu is giving his son the same advice, aqim is salah. If salah comes in one's life correctly, this will open the door to the rest of deen coming in his life. This will bring all the other commands of Allah Ta'ala alive. And if salah is neglected, then other aspects of deen are in greater danger of being neglected. So Luqman sallallahu is highlighting this, aqim is salah. وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And enjoin the rights. وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَنْهَا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ And forbid the wrong. 
Now this is a duty Allah Ta'ala is placing on every Muslim within his capacity to be enjoining the right and forbidding the evil. Obviously with hikmah, with good manner, but this is a duty upon every single person to be enjoining the right and to be forbidding the evil. In a manner of good advice, in a manner of with love and affection, within our homes and wherever it is within our capacity. And when a person will be constantly reminding others about the commands of Allah Ta'ala, about salah, about doing what is correct, about staying away from sin, then the first benefit is that he himself will get strengthened in these amal. He himself will become more conscious of it. Some degree of shame will come in him. I am telling others, what about me? And this is the intention with which it should be done. That whatever I am going to tell others, this must come into my life. So, this is the message he's giving to him. That, أَقِّمِ الصَّلَاةِ وَأْمُرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَنْهَا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ And in enjoining the right and forbidding the evil, sometimes a person is faced with some challenges. Somebody might start making some comments. Somebody might even sometimes become an obstacle to him. Allah Ta'ala says, وَصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا أَصَابَكَ That said to his son, and in that path of enjoining the right and forbidding the evil, be patient upon whatever challenges come. إِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ This is indeed something that is part of great courage, that a person bears whatever it is with sabr. And then he says to him, وَلَا تُسَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ وَاقْصِدْ فِي مَشِّكَ وَاغْضُدْ مِنْ صَوْتِكَ إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَصْوَاتِ لَصَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ These two ayat, the crux of these two ayat is that have good akhlaq in your life. The whole of deen is summarized in these advices. The person's aqaid and beliefs right in the first ayat, لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ and then all his ibadat come under the aspect of his salah, because salah is the greatest amal of deen. And if a person has his salah in order, then all the rest of it come alongside. So all the other commands of Allah Ta'ala regarding ibadat are included in this. And then, between his ibadat and akhlaq will come in all the other commands of deen as well. So in two ayahs, Everything else, the aqidah and belief, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in one ayat, La tushrik billah. Ibadat, aqim is salah. Enjoining the right and forbidding evil in one line. When it comes to the aspect of akhlaq, this goes in two ayats. That Allah Ta'ala is giving this message to us, that what is the importance of this akhlaq? This good character. That a person becomes that kind of insan, that kind of human being, that others are not inconvenienced or hurt by him in any way. Others gain benefit and comfort out of him. They are not cheated in any way. They are not caused any kind of emotional distress. They are not put through any kind of hardship and difficulty. This is the summary of this akhlaq. Whether by action, whether by word, in any way. This is the summary of this akhlaq, that a person deals with the makhluk and the creation of Allah Ta'ala in such a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this lesson through the 
message that Luqman gave his son that وَلَا تُسَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Don't be rude and abrupt. Don't be proud and arrogant with people. Don't walk on the earth with pride and arrogance. Don't be boastful. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَارٍ فَخُورٍ Even how you talk, be moderate in your tone. Don't be shouting and screaming. Allah Ta'ala does not like that a person talks in a way that causes others to become distressed. So all these are aspects of akhlaq. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, مَا مِن شَيْءٍ أَسْقَلُ فِي مِزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ There is nothing weightier on the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah than good akhlaq. And then further Nabi Islam says, وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُبْغِضُ الْفَاحِشَ الْبَذِيهِ That Allah Ta'ala detests a person who is vulgar and a person who is obscene. Now can we imagine our entire effort should be to gain the love of Allah Ta'ala, to become the beloveds of Allah Ta'ala. A person now is engaging in obscene talk, engaging in vulgarity, and every other sentence of his has some flowery language in it. And here in this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Allah Ta'ala detests the person who is vulgar, the person who is obscene. All this is something that we have to look deep down within ourselves. That this month of Ramadan came, to give us all these qualities, that we become complete, the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, in terms of our iman and belief, in terms of our ibadat, in terms of our akhlaq, in terms of enjoining the right and forbidding the evil, every facet of deen to come alive in our lives. So this is what we have to check within ourselves, reflect, make sincere tawbah, make a firm determination that as of now, I want to become the true servant of Allah Ta'ala. Take guidance from the ulama ikram in our locality. Ask them how should we go about everything in life. And inshallah in the light of this guidance, we will be able to do things correctly. And what the object of Ramadan is will be achieved. Ramadan doesn't come for Ramadan. Ramadan comes for life. Ramadan doesn't come so that a person can be good in Ramadan. Ramadan comes to make him good for life. That after Ramadan also, he conducts himself how he was in Ramadan, maybe even better. Because Ramadan set the foundation. Now he keeps building on that foundation. And he becomes a better person all the time. So this is what this Mubarak month has come for. To attain this great wealth of taqwa. To become the true servant of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.